You're listening to Biceps After Babies Radio, episode number 201. Hello, and welcome to Biceps After Babies Radio, a podcast for ladies who know that fitness is about so much more than pounds lost or PRs. It's about feeling confident in your skin and empowered in your life. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki, a registered nurse, personal trainer, wife, and mom of four. Each week, my guests and I will excite and motivate you to take action in your own personal fitness as we talk about nutrition, exercise, mindset, personal development, and executing life with conscious intention. If your goal is to look, feel, and be strong and experience transformation from the inside out, you, my friend, are in the right place. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to another Friday episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm your host, Amber Brzezicki. And today we have Karen Pickett, who I'm interviewing. And if you are somebody who is in your 50s, or you're somebody who maybe haven't, you haven't ever lifted weights before, and that feels a little bit intimidating, or if you're someone who struggles with all or nothing thinking, then this episode is going to be for you because those are the topics that we cover in this episode. And Karen gives some really amazing tips, some really wise tips about how to um, get through those different phases and those different things that come up because she's experienced all of them. She's experienced surgeries. She's experienced being 70 pounds overweight. She's experienced never touching you know, weightlifting until she's in her mid fifties. And I'm just so excited for you to hear the wisdom that's come from Karen and her experience as she's gone through her journey. So let's jump right into that episode with Karen Pickett. Welcome to the podcast, Karen. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Amber. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm excited to be able to share you with my audience. Um, so let's start with just introducing you. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and a little about um, what your fitness journey has looked like in the years leading up to where you are today? Okay. Um, I'm 56. I work full time. I've been married for 23 years. I'm a mother of two children and four bonus children, and I'm a Nana to 13 grandchildren. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I love it. <laughs> and, um, I joined macros on a one in September of 20. And, um, after finding your five day weight loss challenge on Instagram, um, my fr- fitness journey has only been um, dieting my entire adult life since my first child was born 36 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I would lose weight, but never learned how to keep it off. I um, did Weight Watchers and Nutrisystem, and I um, did like a 1200 calorie diet that my fitness pal said that would work for me. And Um, I didn't know how to keep it off. I didn't know there was a middle ground, either I was all in or I was completely off the rails. Um, I didn't know there was any other way to do it. So I just had to keep doing, losing that weight, gaining it, losing it, gaining it. And, um, when I was young, a young mom, we didn't have cell phones or mobile apps or Instagram. So that's the only thing I knew was, mm-hmm. was to eat less and be starving all the time. Yeah. And can I ask you a question? What, what kind of emotional toll did that play on you? That, that, that yo-yo diet or that up and down of like feeling successful, losing the weight and then regaining it. Like what was that emotional roller coaster Like I felt like I was a failure. Yeah. I didn't think I, I thought I was doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. I there was something that 
that I was, wasn't doing or was doing that was keeping me from being successful. And I didn't have anywhere to go to find out anything different. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you bring up this, you know, the fact that there was no Instagram, there was no like cell phones. There was like, like I, I grew up at the tail end of that. And, you know, I remember going to the encyclopedia, like you wanted to look up something about a country, you like went to the encyclopedia and like looked it up. But I imagine that there was nothing in the encyclopedia about like actually like weight loss and like how to do it the right way and how to like not starve yourself. Um, and so it's like, where are you supposed to learn these things? They don't teach nutrition really in high school, you know, like people just didn't learn these things. And, you know, for all of the negative stuff that comes with social media and the internet, there is, you make a good point. There's a lot of positives that come that you can have knowledge that you guys didn't have. You're just kind of trying to do it blindly alone. And your, um, your experience of feeling like a failure and feeling like I'm doing something wrong and why can't I get my act together is such a common feeling of people who go through that yo-yo diet. It's like the highs and then the super lows and feeling like everything's wrong with you. And then, you know, you get back on the train and then it's like the high again. And then it's that cycle of like over and over and over again. So I think, you know, a lot of people are probably going to really resonate with that, that feeling that you had. Um, so one of the things that you told, told me about, and one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is that you've been through several surgeries in your life. And, um, I'm just curious how that has impacted your journey over the years. Well, um, I had a complete hysterectomy when I was 45 and I had both my knees replaced at 50. Um, I, I was miserable. I had a, um, a really bad, um, quality of life at that time. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't do anything. I didn't feel good. I couldn't, walk without pain. Um, I wobbled everywhere. I was bow-legged because my knees, um, the joints and the inside of my knees collapsed and it was bone on bone. And it was just, it was, it was a really low time of my life before, um, knee surgery. And then once, um, I, you know, went on hormone replacements after my hysterectomy and, um, then I experienced weight gain from that. And then also not being able to do any kind of movement without pain. I was in a a, a wheelchair to go to the grocery store. I mean, it was, I felt like I was hundred years old. It was awful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how did that impact your physical health and, and your perception of yourself? Oh gosh. Um, my physical health was, I mean, it was there. It was non-existent. There was no physical at all. I mean, I was just, I never want, you know, wanted to go anywhere or play with my grandkids or do anything because I was just, I was 60, 70 pounds overweight and just miserable. Um, it was my mental health was awful. I, yeah, yeah, I felt terrible. (laughs) Yeah. And so what happened post-surgery? Did you feel like you had like a new lease on life? Yeah. Well, it took me a while. Um, the rehab from knee surgery, I, I got depressed after that because I thought I would bounce back faster. Mm. You had expectations, you had unmet expectations. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I thought, Oh, you know, this is going to be great. And, um, after I, the, after I had the second one, I was a little bit better, but after the first one, not knowing what to expect and how long it took to feel better. I, I was in an 
pretty much of a depression at that time too, just trying to, trying to do my exercises and think, oh my gosh, this is, this does not feel good. (laughs) This is Mm -hmm. not what I thought it was going to be. But then after I had the second knee and got over that with all the therapy and stuff, it's been, I mean, it's been life-changing as Mm -hmm. far as how I, how I can do things now that I couldn't do before. It was Mm -hmm. totally worth it, even though it, it was hard. Mm -hmm. And so you said you were like 60 to 70 pounds overweight before that. So what happened after the knee surgery? Um, I, I didn't do a whole lot at first because I was, you know, still overweight and still, it was still hard to, to do things because I was overweight, but Mm -hmm. I, I did start just walking and, um, doing, uh, you know, grocery shopping without a cart Sure, yeah, yeah. and just doing some things. And then I, I started feeling, feeling better. And then that's when I found you. Awesome. So, so one of the things that holds a lot of women back from their goals is their age. And, you know, you said that you're 57. So talk to me a little bit about, and I've never been 57, six, sorry, 56. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> 56. Let's not make you a year older than you are. Nothing wrong with being 57. Um, but talk to me a little bit since I've never been in my fifties, talk to me a little bit about what's different in your fifties and how you haven't let that stop you. What's different in my fifties is macros one on one. I wish I would have found you about twenty to thirty years ago. Yeah, you were a baby then. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Um. I. I never knew I had an all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that was a thing until yeah. I joined your program and found out that that's what I was doing. I was mm-hmm. I was making that thought that I had to do everything, um, all my life that I had to do everything perfect or I couldn't do anything at all. Mm-hmm. It was, it was everything. Um, and, and I had no clue until you taught me that. And it's been huge for me. It's changed. It's changed so much knowing that I don't have to, I know I can't do half of what people half my age can do, mm-hmm. but that's okay. Mm-hmm. I can, I can do what I can do a little bit better each day. And that has made such a difference knowing that, you know, still adding a little bit each day and doing a little bit more and, and working towards my goals a little bit at a time has, has been huge for me. Mm-hmm. I have no idea <laughs> that awesome. it would, that it would work for me that way. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say was your biggest breakthrough in macros 101 or in beyond macros 101? Just taking action, just messy action, just stop worrying. I stopped worrying about how to do something perfectly or if it needed to be done this way or that way. I stopped just reading all the things and started doing little things Mm -hmm. every day, just adding something to my routine every day or um, just making each day count and mm-hmm. taking action and showing up for myself. And that made myself proud. And that made me want to keep doing it. I love that. 
I love that. That's it's so, so true. It's like we sometimes we get stuck in this like analysis paralysis where it's just like, let me read more. Let me read a little bit more <laughs> before before taking action. And when you just get in and you're just like, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be perfect, but that's OK. Perfection isn't required. You can really start to work through some of those those things. Um, you know, as someone who self-proclaimed, you said that you were never an athlete and you didn't really enjoy working out when you were younger. So how did you shift? Because now you have a home gym and you love weights. How did you shift at like, how did you make that shift in your fifties to being, being an athlete? Like, welcome to be an athlete. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, yes. So <clears throat> last April I was on my first, I mean, I watched, I go to all the coaching calls I can make, but it was the first one that I jumped on and shared a win. And my win was I've worked out every other day, I think it was for a month. Mm -hmm. And I said, I remember this. I remember <laughs> and I said, the, uh, it's, it's not where I want to be, but it's a start. And you said, girlfriend, it's more than a start. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That made, that gave me so much encouragement to know that, you know, what I was doing was, was heading, you know, in the mm -hmm. right direction. I was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, growing up, um, in my family, we were never involved in any sporting activities. I didn't play sports in school. Um, I hated gym class. I bought, I purchased the build your own workout program and never in a million years would I think that I would have my own home gym. Never, especially <laughs> now. Mm -hmm. um, every exercise I did in the past was cardio or floor exercises or Jane Fonda videos. And mm -hmm. I hated all that stuff. It, I, I didn't enjoy doing it. So I didn't stick with anything. Um, when you introduced me to weightlifting, I just fell in love with it. I, uh, took a while to get in the groove. Um, I figured I had a gym membership and I figured out that I didn't like going to the gym. I was always making excuses mm -hmm. so I wouldn't go. Um, after work, I was too tired. I knew, you know, that wasn't right for me. So then I started, um, getting up at five o'clock and going to my little room with my little hand weights and, um, working out every morning or, uh, every other morning or like, I don't know, twice a week or something like that with hand weights. And then, um, that just kind of clicked and I just keep, just kept getting up every morning. I would say to myself, um, show up for yourself, take action, be proud, you know, and I would get up and go. And, and all I had to do is walk to my back bedroom. And, um, I started out slow with just hand weights and then I got an adjustable bench and then I got some barbells and a rack and I worked out three times a week. And then I hung up a mirror and my vision board and some final affirmations on the wall and just fell in love with my little workout room. And uh, now I have some plates and I work out 45 minutes every morning, Monday through Friday. And I am so freaking proud of myself. Yeah, and I, I love it. I, I love the way that I feel and I love um, muscles popping up in places that I've never had before. Mm -hmm. Just the other day I was shaving my legs and this long skinny muscle showed up in the front of my legs. I'm like, Whoa, that's never there. Before. But wait, you can't, you can't build muscle in your fifties. I feel oh, like that's what girl. like so many people think is like, oh, oh, I can't build muscle in my fifties. Oh no, no, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's great to see like, you know, shave my arms and I, I'm like, oh, look at that muscle, how it looks underneath my arms. I mean, I've, I've got their little baby muscles, but hey, they're, yeah, they're new. I love them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and I, you know, for everybody who's listening, I really want to, I I hope what you heard in Karen's response was her embodiment of the answer before that she gave about just starting and just having to be messy and not having it be perfect. And then just layering that on over time It's like, you didn't start out with barbells and plates and 45 minutes, Monday through Friday. Like that's not, that's not where you started. You started out a couple days a week. (laughs) Yeah. And you like layered it on. And like, once that became easy, then you added another thing and then you added another piece of equipment. And, and I, I just am so happy to hear you share that example with people, because I do think sometimes people are like, Oh, well, I have to build out this whole home gym and like have a whole workout routine before I can even get started. And you did it exactly the opposite. And here you are a year later, loving it, enjoying it, feeling good, like seeing results because you started where you were at. You started with something rather than saying, I have to wait to be able to start. Right. That all or nothing. Yeah. That all is coming back up. I mean, it's everywhere, right? (laughs) Yep. Um, So what do you feel like weightlifting has done for your body and for your mind? Well, I definitely feel more confident and more, more strong now um i feel capable of doing harder things like um when we remodel something in the house i can help lift uh, a new toilet out of the truck you know i can i can help my husband do more things um i can you know lift all the stuff from the grocery store and bring it in the house and and do more laps doing that than my husband can do so <laughs> i feel um it's, we have osteoporosis that, um, is in my family and everybody has really, you know, weak bones. And so I know that that's weightlifting is good for my bones and Mm -hmm. I'm going to have a bone density test next coming up sometime this year. And, um, I'm really anxious to see how much better it will be this time than the last time I took it. So, um, I just, I like how, how my body feels with muscle on it. I mean, I still, I, I, I've got a long way to go because I'm new still. And I know mm-hmm. it'll take the more I have on me, the, you know, the longer it'll take, but that's okay. I'll just, I keep, I'm going to keep doing it because I love it. And I, yeah. I love the way it feels. Yeah. One day at a time. Yeah. So one of the things that you talked about me is how, um, you like so many women feel like in the past, you've always had to go outside of yourself looking for like love and acceptance and validation from outside sources. So talk to me a little bit about how that has shifted in the last little while and and what's different there. Yeah, I, I had always thought that to make, to make myself for love and acceptance of other people. It had to be, I had to do things for everybody else. I had to, even if I didn't want to, I was people pleasing all the time, just trying to do what everybody wanted me to do so that they would like me or they would love me, or I would be popular in school or, um, yeah, it, I always felt I didn't know that I needed that 
for myself until I took this program. I didn't know that outside love and acceptance wasn't, that wasn't where it was at, that it was inside that I needed to feel for myself before anybody else could feel that way for me. Mm-hmm. I was always trying the opposite way that I should have been. I didn't realize that until this program and learning that I need to love and accept myself for other people to be able to do that. Yeah, that's beautiful. And if someone's listening and they're like, okay, but that you just made that sound really easy, Karen. (laughs) (laughs) How do I do that? You know, what, what are some of the things that helped you to move that needle and, and really internalize that self-acceptance and self-love? Working through the Macros 101 modules, um, the self-affirmations. I had never done that before. I have an alarm on my phone every morning at, as soon as I'm done with my workouts <clears throat> that they will, my alarm goes off saying, say your affirmations. And I say them every day. And I have quite a <laughs> quite a list of them <laughs> on my phone. Mm-hmm. And um looking at myself in the mirror and saying, I love and accept you the way you are. And you're, you're going to, you know, I love you the way you are, but I'm working towards more and better. I mean, it's just, it's a constant daily trying to catch yourself of talking to yourself wrong and Mm -hmm. say, wait a minute. No. Then I hear Amber's voice. No, (laughs) that's not what you (laughs) do. You turn that around and, and think positively about yourself. And it's just, I mean, I still have a long way to go and it's, it's been, you know, a year or so that I've been working on this, um, a little over a year, but yeah, it's, I can feel myself changing with things that it sounds weird, but when something comes up that happens in my life with things, when things go wrong, I can, I can feel myself changing in how I respond to things and how I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's, it's a process. It's, it's long and it's, it's hard and it makes you dig deep and think about things. And I mean, you just, you just got to keep internalizing the things that happen and turn them around and make them positive. Mm, So good. All right. This has been awesome. Karen, what closing like advice or thoughts do you have for someone who's listening? My, my biggest um, thing that I can think of to say is don't do this alone. If you, if you are wanting to change your body or lose weight or gain muscle or, or just, or your, your mind thought process about how you feel about yourself. Don't do it alone. I, when I would diet, I wouldn't tell anyone because I Mm -hmm. thought if I failed at it, then no one will know. know. Yeah. Right. So when I found macros 101 and I was around like-minded people who wanted the same thing. And if I had a struggle, I would get in the Facebook group and people would answer me and, and help encourage me. And, um, I have 
an accountability group that I can talk to anytime something mm-hmm. that comes up. So I would just encourage people not to try to do some, do it alone to get with people who will help you and encourage you along the way, like macros has done for me. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story, Karen, for sharing all the things that you've learned and for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you enjoyed Karen's story. As always, my goal is for you to find parts of other people's stories that resonate with you and that feel like, oh, that that's, you know, that sounds like me. That's that's a little bit like me. And then listen and listen to what the lessons are that someone's presenting to you and the and the advice and the tips that they're that they're presenting to you and see how that can impact your journey as you start to apply those things. I hope that uh, you're loving the I Did It series. We've gotten great feedback from people. And if it's something that you love, shoot me a message on Instagram. It's at Biceps After Babies. Let me know uh, what you want to hear more of on the podcast, or if you like the I Did It series, if it's something that resonates with you. And you know, if specifically you loved Karen's story and, and want to give her a shout out. That wraps up this episode of Biceps After Babies Radio. I'm Amber. Now go out and be strong because remember my friend, you can do anything. Hey friend, have you heard the news? We have a Biceps After Babies Radio insider list. If you love Biceps After Babies Radio, you don't want to miss a thing. Head to bicepsafterbabies.com forward slash insider to join the group. You'll be the first to know all things about the podcast, see some behind the scenes and get special messages from yours truly. We want to make this a special community for those who are fans of the podcast. And last, did this episode particularly resonate with you? If so, will you please share it? Either send the link to someone who would find it valuable or take a screenshot and post it to your social media and tell your family and friends why they should listen. Make sure you tag me at Biceps After Babies so I can hear your feedback and give you a little love. And you know, if you aren't already following me on Instagram or Facebook, that's the perfect time to hit that follow button. Thank you for being here and listening to Biceps After Babies Radio.